Welcome to the COMC Office Hours, a student-led production of the College of Media and Communication at Texas Tech University. Each episode, students will host discussions about the media and communication industry, post-grad life, and all the questions you wish you'd asked in office hours. This is a space for current students, industry professionals, and faculty to connect as we explore what it's like to take the leap into any industry anywhere. Okay, hi, I am Melanie Escalante, back with COMC Office Hours, and I'm here with... I'm Ada Hagen, and we have a very special guest today. We have Alyssa Fono. She works as the Seaman Energy as a global head of marketing for Process Solution Business. So, Alyssa, how are you doing today? Hey, doing well. How about y'all? We are doing good Good, on this... Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> it's a great Tuesday. Um, so what we wanted to start off with was how was your time at Texas Tech University? <laughs> what did you major in? What organizations were you involved with? Um, yeah, so just sharing what your time was like here. Yeah, so I had a great time at Texas Tech besides, you know, throwing tortillas at the game. <laughs> um, I did do schoolwork. I graduated in 2017 with a degree in advertising. Um, So I'd like to give back definitely to the College of Media and Communications whenever I can. Um, I was heavily involved in TAF, which is an organization at Texas Tech within the College of Media and Communications, which is called the Tech Advertising Federation. Um, And they kind of really set me up for success. You know, I was really involved in my sorority as um, assistant PR um, associate for the sorority. But I think that that organization really was what set me apart um, and what I started to put more of my focus in um, because not only was I engaging with students that were kind of like-minded, we all had the same goals in mind, um, but I got to engage with lots of alumni Um, that would come in to speak or offer a helping hand, offer a letter of recommendation, even for a job. And then my favorite thing about being in Taft was we got to actually tour real agencies. So we toured locally um, in Lubbock and then also regionally um, in Austin as well. And I think really getting that real world experience, meeting with the professionals just got me that much more excited and, and more appreciative of, you know, what this college really had to offer me. Um, and I think um, that was so impactful for me because um, I didn't really understand what I wanted to do. You know, everybody wants to be a creative when they first <laughs> do advertising. You know, I thought I wanted to yeah. do digital yeah. design and that is definitely not the case. And so um, during one of the tours, um, I landed an internship with Griffin Week and Warehouse 75, which is a local agency in Lubbock. And the president, Brian Week, kind of took me under his arm, um, under his wing, and um, kind of turned me into more of a digital strategist for the company. Um, it, I worked as an intern and then got brought on part-time um, where I did a lot of social media, media and analytics, and also started working with real life you know, clients. And so I thought that was really awesome. It really set me apart when it was time to graduate. Um, I had all these great recommendations um, 
and I got a job right out of college at the Richards Group because just so happens James Hearing, um, he hired me at the Richards Group and he's a Texas Tech alumni as well. So I think our alumni base is just super strong and the professors, everyone is just so supportive. And so what was that like having to wear all of these different hats and learning to do so even in your internship and like as you progressed, what would be the best advice you have for um, doing that, you know, wearing those different hats? I would definitely recommend trying everything, even if it's outside your comfort zone. Um, Social media, you know, it wasn't maybe my favorite thing to do. I liked more of the account management side or maybe the backend analytics side. Um, but, you know, I liked, um, I definitely liked the results that I got out of it. And I think that just pushing yourself a little bit further, doing something out of the norm of your comfort zone actually can help you grow. Um, and then also, um, when you're saying juggling a lot of hats, um, I do that currently in my job now, but I'm staying super organized, always having, you know, a structured timeline, always knowing who you're talking to, what your, um, what your role is too, and trying not to say yes to everything. I think a lot of people in communications are actually people pleasers. And so we, we tend to say yes to everything and try to find solutions. That's our business. We're, we're a solution-driven um, group of people. Um, and then another point of advice I would say outside of that is don't be afraid to not only ask questions, but to talk to that CEO of the company. You know, just sit in and ask he, he or she how they got started. Can I shadow you? Um, or, you know, it doesn't even have to be an executive, but someone that is of higher level in the company, they would be more than happy to sit down with you. If anything, they would take it as a compliment. I would, I'd be like, yes, like, let's, let's sit down and let's talk about what you want to do um, with your life. Yeah, that's, that's great advice, especially for like, I know college students were always like, we don't know what we want to do in the future. Like, that's why we're here trying to figure it out. But like those practical ways, like you just said, is like so important and like will help us tremendously putting ourselves, like you said, stepping out of your comfort zone, seeing a certain alumni, seeing, you know what, like I want that job. You know, I'm going to go talk to that person. I think that's great advice for like us right now and also anyone. I mean, you don't have to be a junior or senior but like a freshman starting like very quickly so that is great advice for all of us right now because we're all trying to figure out what to do I started my career in advertising as I think a junior so I mean yeah freshman sophomore get at it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. That's great. And I feel like a lot of it is seeing the people around you and seeing what they're doing kind of inspires you to go and reach out and be like, okay, well, maybe I can do the same thing. And so I've that's something else I've noticed within other alumni. Um, so kind of while we're on the topic of alumni, is what is it like being a part of the National Advisory Board at Tech? I know you said it's great to come back and give back and everything. So how has that been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been great. Um, 
I got inducted officially this year, but um, right out of college, I was supporting the Texas Tech Career Development Conference Advisory Group. Um, so I volunteered right away and that just to support the actual planning and production of that. And then um, I actually chaired it um, back in 2019 when it was at AT&T. Um, and then I actually chaired it again the following year. We had to pivot to a virtual, fully virtual platform um, because I was the only one that knew how to <laughs> create a virtual full-on <laughs> team meeting with the help of Dr. Klim, shout out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's been great. We get to work with lots of alumni. Um, for example, Joey, he, I believe he was a podcast person recently for this. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so he actually attended the career development conference. And then I, I knew him prior, but that's when I really got to talk to him and got him engaged. I actually handed over the conference to him last year to run, or I guess this year to run, and he did a great job. So it's just having like a great network of alumni. Um, also, what we've started doing is, um, I believe Texas Tech is going to start inviting a lot of the different alumni to lunches locally at Texas Tech, where they can bring in students to actually meet with that alumni that might be more applicable to their interests and what they want to do when they graduate. Um, and then we also, you know, regularly meet with Dr. Perlmutter, I'm um, sorry, Dean Perlmutter, and, um, you know, we give them feedback on our experience and maybe what we wish we experienced at Texas Tech, what we wish we learned. For example, it was really good to know that you guys are now doing finances in classes. You're really learning how to budget um, because that was something that I didn't learn right away um, when I went into the working world. So I think that's really important. That's that's awesome. That's really like a cool opportunity that y'all get as alumni to like kind of be like a group together and like help help us, help like all of us that are still in college, but to have a good like network group for y'all right now. I think that is a really cool part of the National Advisory Board. And with having those luncheons and those dinners and getting a chance to like meet us or meet others, I think is a really cool opportunity that all of y'all get to be a part of. And so great that our college offers that. So that's pretty cool. And it's nice that not only do you get to connect with students, but like you said, you get to connect with other alumni. And so it really just goes to show like how much like that world expands and like how how big the network really is and so um we forgot to even ask could you please give us a description of what you're doing right now at Siemens Energy yeah so currently I hold um a dual role so I am as the global um head of marketing I um support our lead strategist and business developer um, working directly with our CEO on um, business strategies and how we can transform them into actual marketing and communications strategies. Um, and so that's a lot of heavy strategy um, and then transferring that into an actual communication campaign. Um, and then I also, my dual role is uh, regional. So um, 
I report directly to the VP for the Americas region, which covers Canada, Latin America, and the US. Um, and so I do very similar activities where they give me the business plan, then I create a good marketing strategy and a communications proposal, and then we funnel it out to the verticals. Um, it's a lot more tedious from the Americas perspective because I am close to home and I'm sitting right there at their um, in their home. Um, and so my day-to-day -day activities consist of not just boring, you know, planning or strategy or budgeting, bossing people around. Um, it's a lot of fun event planning. Um, definitely a lot of different types of communications activities. So um, I work directly with the pubs. Um, I negotiate prices with the pubs. It's a lot of media buying and placing. Um, and then it's also hosting fun product launches, bringing people out to actually see live demonstrations of you know, our pipeline leak detection um, right there at the facility and then creating that continuous buzz um, to really capture engagement. You know, I always like to say my job is to make oil and gas sexy and to make people really understand out there that, that we're not evil. You know, the, the oil and gas industry is not bad. What we're trying to do is transition the, the energy atmosphere. We're really trying to change the ways of working um, optimize things to reduce carbon um, footprint. Um, that's ultimately our goal. And um, especially being at a, a high end, you know, it's one of the biggest um, global uh, companies in the world. Um, it's a German company and, you know, they were there in the 1800s. Like, I mean, it's been around for a long time. And the goal has always been to improve um, you know, production and whatnot. And so my goal is to definitely make sure that our audiences hear us and they're not afraid to work with us. Yeah, that's really cool. I wanted to ask, like, you said how you are in the States, you're working here. What is, like, the commu communication like internationally with other countries? Like, how... How does that work? Is it like emails? Like what's what? How do y'all communicate effectively to for your business? And also like what's that like? Like talking to different people that live in not America where we are. Yeah. So um, yeah, working internationally, you have to be able to be very easygoing and adapt to cultures. And then also I would recommend researching the culture before you go travel to another country as well, mm. um, because that could be a culture shock is what they call it. Um, I might've had a prior experience like that before. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody, everybody's very nice and open-minded, but you really do have to be respectful. I think that's the biggest word. You have to respect like the time zone, um, for example, the Norwegians, I work with the North Sea region a lot for offshore, and um, they get done with work around 3 p.m. and every day, and they have a period where they go eat dinner, they have family time, and then they get back online at 7 p.m. And so I have to know 
like, okay, I need to either make like a 4 a.m. meeting or I need to make this at 10 a.m. Central mm -hmm. Time. Um, same with like the UAE as well. It's just being cognizant that they are a 12 hour time difference. So I know if I'm talking to somebody from there, I'm waking up at 6 I'm I'm being on that call at 5 or 6 a.m. Um, and, and so there's a trade. Um, yeah. And then the language barrier that sometimes, especially um, like different cultures, sometimes people via email can actually sound a lot more like abrupt than you would think. Like you could get mm -hmm. offended really easily. So the, the best thing to do um, is just pick up the phone and call them or schedule a meeting. I know earlier you mentioned um... Professor Clem, and I actually have a class with her right now, and we learned about kind of what you just touched on, those culture shocks and being aware of other cultures and how to communicate and language barriers and that whole sort of thing. Was that kind of class offered um, when you came to Tech? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think I ever took, I think I might have took an international course, but th those things weren't like, they weren't really you know, advertised to us. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of had to jump into it <laughs> with your job right now. It, it, I mean, right away, like right when I got the job at Siemens, um, I mean, they had me on a flight to Dubai. Wow. Um, so you traveled to some pretty cool places, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and Adepec is in rural Abu Dhabi. And so it, I was like, holy cow, everybody's wearing, you know, uh, burkas and it, it was just so different than the U.S. Everybody was so sweet. The food was fabulous. Um, but I mean, that's one of the biggest oil and gas conferences in the world. Wow. And that's where I got sent within three months of being at Siemens to plan and execute. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. amazing. So, yeah, it was, it's cool. So it's, it's fun. Like my favorite trip, I think so far was Norway. Because um, people are just so extra friendly in the way they they do everything. I mean, I got invited to a Danish Christmas Eve dinner. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! Even though like half of them are Norwegian, and we yeah. were in Oslo, it was just really <laughs> cool. Like all the cute games we played, how much drinking goes on, um, how you're supposed to cheers yeah. people. So that's huge. Like. Apparently here in America, we only, you know, take a shot and then you put the shot glass on the, the table to cheers mm -hmm. the bar. But over there, they're like, disrespectful, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So another, you had to learn the culture very quickly <laughs> over there. Let's pick up on it. That's so cool. I love traveling. I definitely want, I'm going to London in May for study abroad and this is like my first time out of the country and I'm so excited to like see what the different culture is like other than the United States. I just feel like that's such a cool opportunity to like see what's outside of like what we're learning here and to see how it's different somewhere else or to learn their culture and to learn how they go to work and do stuff like that. So I definitely am very excited about that and seeing that. And it's cool that like you get to do that like with your job right now, mm -hmm. which is it's so that's just so cool to me so love it in your time working there how many trips have you taken which <laughs> one is your favorite i'm very intrigued right now oh gosh 
Well, I believe I've only been like major trips. I've only been on like two since working at Siemens because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So we're, we, that was a huge hit, not only to the company, but um, to yeah, international travel. And so we really had to, you know, go to teams as much as we could online events as much as we could. So yeah, but my favorite trip still to this day is Norway. Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it every single day. Um, The food was amazing. The people were just like, not like anyone I'd ever met before. Um, And yeah, it was so it was so fun. And Mm -hmm. I've never seen like cross country skiers just casually Mm -hmm. all around me, like, just skiing on the sidewalks. You know, (laughs) yeah, I said, that's so funny. Just seeing them just go by you. (laughs) <laughs> while you're standing um so kind of like <laughs> going back to more your everyday life business what's it like being a woman in oil and gas because like you said your job is to make oil and gas sexy and so what is that like that world of working with marketing communication and like that type of industry for you yeah so i i am the only female in person and process solutions right now, actually, mm-hmm. and I'm in a management role, um, so that's pretty big. Um, it is heavily um, male dominated, mm-hmm. um, and our CEO Jennifer Hooper, she's fabulous. There's a reason why everything's are getting so organized, <laughs> um, and you know, men just need women in their lives to help keep things organized. Mm-hmm. Point blank. But I mean, all the guys that I've been working with are just great. Um, There's no animosity. Um, They don't see me as, you know, oh, you're just this female coming in here to be annoying. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like that at all. Oh, my gosh. Like, you probably have a wealth of knowledge. Your skills are great. Like, they just see me as a complete equal. And they they treat me like it. And so I don't expect them to sugarcoat things with me. Um, It's just straightforward. Um, and that's, I think, how, um, at least in my experience, it's been. Um, I definitely think that we are starting to see more women um, in energy and in roles of management. Um, and then also, you know, in the field as well, um, out there either selling in the field or working physically. Um, and that's all over the globe. Um, within the oil and gas industry. There's also lots of um, great conferences that we get to attend um, to actually, you know, acknowledge like influential women. Um, And so, so I think they do a really good job of, you know, lifting women up and not, you know, seeing them as less than, um, same with like at Siemens Energy, for example, they're really stepping up, like even their compensation plan um, for women, I believe. Um, And so, yeah, definitely there's no gaps, um, nothing like none of us. I, I have a friend actually that works with me at Siemens Energy and she's in more of a sales role. Um, And yeah, we both, we both love it. And we love the industry and how we're treated. So yeah. I actually yeah. feel like working in an agency, that was a little bit harder because I would say this, um, women actually put women down the most. 
Mm. Um, and so that's something that I have actually had to deal with in corporate communications. Um, it's really crazy. Um, so, but yeah. That's really cool. That's awesome. I love that. I know. Um, that's, that's an interesting point you bring up about it usually it being women tearing down other women. So, I mean, would you be comfortable with telling us kind of like an experience with that or? Like, how did you handle that yeah, situation? Yeah, about it? Like, yeah. So part of what happened with me is I'm very young. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times when you get put in these bigger roles, you're working with women or men that are in their 40s, late 30s, or, you know, in up. And so sometimes when you work in a big corporation and there are um, women that have been there for quite some time or men, this can happen either, um, you know, that's their comfort zone. And when someone like you, um, you know, you're young, you come in with a wealth of not new perspective, knowledge, um, and we're very digi, digi savvy, I would say, mm-hmm. no matter what you graduate with, you're going to be way more digitally savvy. And so women, we get threatened really easily. Um, that's just how we are, even with boyfriends, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I, this is my territory, and you are not allowed to cross that. And it's the same for the workforce. If they have, you know, a, uh, I guess, like a group that they are over, and you come in new, and you're just trying to learn everything, um, and you step over that line, they might not really see it as good intent. Um, they'll immediately say, well, I have more experience than you, so let me do whatever I can to tear that person down. Um, whereas a man just doesn't care. They <laughs> they really don't. They're like, they, they don't, like I never had any animosity with any men. It's just mm-hmm. so weird. And you don't have to hear all this if you don't want to. Um, it's just the weirdest thing and it could be just me but I've heard similar stories um, from a lot of at least young women that are trying to find their way in ad agency or corporate I feel like corporate's more um, aggressive because you're always worried about um, your job being cut yeah Um, especially in oil and gas Um, the first thing that happens when a reorg it's when your organization is restructuring and everything, they look at CM, like marketing and communications, and they say, well, we're going to cut all these people. Um, so that's why sometimes that animosity builds when it comes to security and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Very well, I'm interesting. Glad, yeah, I'm glad you brought up that, um, that viewpoint because, I mean, like I said, it's not something I would have thought to think about. And now that you've given some advice, you know, I'll definitely be – aware but also again congratulations because it seems like you're very happy with where you are now it sounds like you're doing a great job at what you're doing now too (laughs) and and I can tell you guys a story real quick so I actually was in that pool that got let go Mm -hmm. um, whenever I was in the global CM team for Siemens and they had to do a reorg Um, So I was a CM person that had to go through that. Um, I got cut. I was the newest person on board. And then I basically just got absorbed into another business unit because they didn't want to let me go. 
Um, so I fought my way back um, and then ended up with a huge promotion out of it um, because I just kind of kept working and yeah. was like, yeah. nope, you're not going to get rid of me. I know my yeah. worth, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and so I'm really happy of uh, about what I did to get to where I am um, and that you're always, you know, you're always going to have ups and downs in your career and even when you're at your low you can come out with an even more high yeah yeah that's great advice I think for us to like never give up you know we're not going to stop kind of that competitiveness you know of like I'm not going to let it end here I'm going to keep going and that's so cool that like I know while you're walking through that you're like wow this is hard this is this is hard work but now being on the other side of it I know that you're probably so thankful I mean, I would be thankful that, you know, you kind of decided that like, that's just really cool that you stuck to it and said to yourself, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to let this go. And to see where you are now, I just feel like that's a really cool testament to like who you are as a person and like how determined you were to stay in that. So that's really awesome. And I also, you know, having job security is really important whenever you start your real working job, like getting involved in outside organizations. I'm involved in Houston locally with the World Affairs Council as well. So I'm an advisory board member for the Global Young Professionals Group. So especially when like that happened to me, I made sure to network like mm -hmm. crazy. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I love every minute of it. That's so cool. Yeah, well, um, is there anything you wanted to add? I think you gave us a lot of great yeah. advice. Um, things to be on the lookout for. Um, everything you said was very useful. Is there anything you wanted to add? I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think that was that was great stuff. This has been COMC Office Hours, a student-led production of the College of Media and Communication at Texas Tech University. We hope this podcast helps you explore the opportunities found in our college, stay up to date on ever-changing communication industry, and prepare you for the leap into any industry anywhere. Rackham.